Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Today, I want you to pour yourself an extra large cup of coffee, put your feet up, light a little candle, and take an extra long coffee break with me. You deserve the rest. I want to take a little break from our series on the essentials to homeschooling to talk about God's faithfulness and our homeschooling journey. What a year this school year has been. I can honestly say that none of us can say, been there, done that when we talk about this school year. None of us have experienced anything like COVID-19 crisis schooling or literally months of quarantine and isolation. This has truly been no school year like any other. I mean, usually January, February, March are usually hard months for homeschooling moms due to the winter blues and February wall and some of us call it March madness. But usually by April, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel And by May, we're praising God for the completion of another school year. But not this school year. While this school year has been like no other, we can say we have experienced in the past homeschooling days or weeks or months or even years where there have been seasons of learning droughts, burnout, chaos, depression, setbacks, and even financial hardships. It's been a Joel 225 kind of a year. I mean, let's face it, while this year has been eaten up by a different kind of locust, we can learn from God's faithfulness in the past that he will repay us for the years or months that the locusts have eaten. You know, many years ago when I was pregnant with my second child, I remember sitting on the cold bathroom floor, hugging the toilet, wondering when this morning sickness would subside. I was well into my sixth month of pregnancy, and I was still plagued with violent vomiting each morning. And since vomiting induces a vagal response in my body, I tend to seize and, you know, pass out every time I gag or vomit. So my morning ritual in the bathroom would wipe me out for most of the day. And this went on for my entire pregnancy. We were homeschooling my daughter, and my husband wasn't working from home yet. Needless to say, not much homeschooling or learning was taking place. Well, at least that's what I thought, and that's definitely how I felt as I laid on the sofa watching VeggieTales with my daughter and listening to stories on CDs instead of doing any schoolwork. I was just too tired to really do anything else. Later that year, my son was born and I was exhausted. This boy never took a nap longer than 20 minutes. So you can imagine, we didn't get much done those first 18 months either. One morning, I noticed that the back of the house was unusually quiet. I rushed to see what was happening. But to my surprise, my daughter was sitting next to my son's little jumpy chair with a book in hand. She was reading Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See to my son. She was showing him the pictures and using the same silly voices I would use for the different animals no big deal, right? Well, it truly was a big deal for me. I had attempted to teach her to read before my pregnancy, and between my exhaustion, passing out, and recovering from childbirth, we never really got much schoolwork done, and the reading lessons went on hiatus. 
I thought I had failed. I thought we would have to catch up and just work extra harder the next school year. However, somehow along the way, my daughter figured it out, and she learned to read. Our school year was eaten up and wasted by a swarm of locusts that invaded our home and homeschooling. But the Lord, he redeemed and replenished that year that was eaten by the proverbial locusts. The past year wasn't wasted. It hadn't been ruined. Through God's power and grace, our school year was blessed and was actually pretty fruitful. Now fast forward a few years. My son is five, six, and he was iron deficient, which manifested itself in some very odd ways. While my daughter and I attempted to do schoolwork, my son would try to eat my chalk or the markers or crayons, whatever it was we were trying to use. If we attempted to do schoolwork outside so he could run and play, he would eat the dirt instead of play in it. After realizing that these odd behaviors and strange food cravings were due to an iron deficiency, we treated the problem and thought, now, now we can finally get some schoolwork done. Ha! That same baby who didn't take naps as an infant still didn't take naps as a toddler. I tried to save the important lessons for the afternoon when my son slept, but that never really happened. So my mornings usually ended up with me in the middle of a mess, feeling frustrated, and my afternoons with me on the floor, knee-deep in tears, and my head filled with feelings of failure. And on top of that, we belonged to a homeschool group that required yearly standardized testing. God, I hated that week, and I dreaded the scores this particular year. I knew for sure the scores, especially in math, were going to come back beyond deficit. But once again, God redeemed the time and the fruit that was eaten by the locust that year. Or should I say, literally eaten by my son. My daughter scored in the 90th percentile in just about everything, and I had absolutely nothing to do with it. The Lord proved yet again, He is my child's ultimate teacher. Like Isaiah 54:13 says, All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Again, the Lord not only redeemed and replenished the year and the fruit, but he supplied an over and abundant crop. Now, many years later, we figured out my son was dyslexic and he had some visual processing issues. While his school year seemed to be eaten up by testing, tutoring, tantrums, toiling, and lots and lots of tears, the Lord gave us many little triumphs along the way and a triple-fold bumper crop at the end of it. When I say we literally did nothing but play outside and attend intense reading therapy sessions, I literally mean we did nothing else. No math, no science, no history, no academic subjects to speak of at all. We just read aloud together, we hung out with our Linda Moodbell tutor, or shall I call her my angel, and we played outside. When we started the next school year, guess who skipped a full grade in math and started Algebra 1 in 7th grade? Yep, the same kid who did no math for an entire year. The same kid who could memorize his multiplication facts to save his life. And by the way, thank you Jesus for calculators. And the same kid who had no concept of time or time management. Where I felt like a failure, God stepped in and redeemed. While the locusts may have stripped away my confidence and joy, they didn't deplete my sons. 
the Lord gave back the weeks and months lost to testing and tutoring and in abundance. My son made huge strides in reading and somehow learned more math than I actually attempted to teach him. I am most thankful for what God did outside his schoolwork that year. During this time, God redeemed my relationship with my son, restored my son's confidence in himself and his abilities, replenished his strength to persevere in his resolve to use his dyslexia to his advantage, and most importantly, he taught my son to rely on God to get him through anything. And you know, because of that season in his life, his life verse is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He even had the numbers 413 for Philippians 413 inscribed on his baseball glove. There have been so many examples over the past 20 years I can give you when I ended a school year feeling like a failure, yet the year was restored by God's grace. There have been many times I felt our homeschooling year was a waste, yet the year was redeemed by God's mercy. There have been many years I believe the fruit of our labor was destroyed by the locusts, yet the year was replenished and multiplied by God's faithfulness. And this year, friend, is no exception. It's been a year of quarantines, isolation, and sickness. But God has strengthened me, helped me, and upheld me with, my, with his righteous right hand. It has been a year of loss and mourning, but God has turned my mourning into dancing, and he has taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. It's been a year of betrayal and brokenness, yet the Lord has bestowed on me a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And yes, it's been a year of wasted hours and stolen minutes. However, God has promised he will restore the years that have been eaten by the locusts. Behold, he is sending again grain, wine, and oil, and we will be satisfied. The threshing floor shall be full of grain, the vats will overflow with wine and oil, and we shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, friend. These are God's promises for the locust year. Do you also feel like this year has been a locust year or a lost year? I think many of us feel like this time of COVID crisis schooling and quarantine qualifies definitely as a locust year. Do you find yourself full of regrets? Are you full of guilt about things not done? Or are you full of shame about the things you may have said? Has this been a year of loss? Perhaps you've lost a loved one either through death or divorce or betrayal. Has this been a year of rebellion or constant reprimands? Does it seem like you're dealing with the same heart issues year after year, which only seem to get worse instead of better? Or do you just feel like this has been a year of waste? Wasted time, wasted effort, wasted money, wasted forgiveness? Well, I'm here to remind you that nothing is wasted in God's economy. And after much pain and loss, God rewarded Job's faithfulness. The Lord restored the fortunes of Job, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Jesus' work on the cross wasn't in vain. He came to give us life and life in abundance. If this year has been a year of plenty, then praise the Lord and rejoice. But if this year has been full of loss, then still rejoice and praise the Lord. Trust me, it may seem like your year, your efforts, your blood, sweat, and tears have produced absolutely nothing. But I know our God is a powerful God, and nothing is impossible for Him. He will turn your mourning into dancing. 
He will turn your ashes into beauty. He will restore the time eaten by the locusts. He will turn to you at the end of this school year and your homeschooling journey and say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share in your master's happiness. So let's finish our time in quarantine and this school year strong, knowing that God is ultimately in control. When this quarantine is lifted, relish in the warmth of the sunshine. Sink your feet in the sands of the beach or in the fresh-cut grass of your yard. Then when you pack away your textbooks and officially start your summer break, remove your sandals because, friend, you're standing on holy ground. Remember the good days and then wait on the Lord to redeem the bad ones. Despite the locusts, God has done some amazing things in your life during the season of homeschooling and in the hearts of your children during the school year. Bow on bended knee and lift your hands in praise. God is mighty to save. He's abounding in love and mercy, and he is our faithful redeemer. He will restore your locust years. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining us for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. And we also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, at Coffee with Carry Consultant. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need some encouragement right now. Or share it with a friend who might be homeschooling for the first time this month. We hope you'll be joining us again next time as we continue our series on the 10 Essentials of Homeschooling. In our next episode, we'll get back to it and discuss Essentials number 7 and number 8. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.